What up everybody, Dustin and David here from the Rugged Arts, welcoming you back to another fun and exciting episode. Thanks for tuning in today and choosing to spend a little bit of your time here with us. So, without further ado, this is the Rugged Arts. And then shot a zero, whatever. Because I, okay, I okay. might have got the story hey, wrong yeah, though. Sh- All right. So, we uh, we shot this weekend, and dang little worry sound. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Okay, ready? Go. Ready? Go. <laughs> and and go. now. Now. Okay. So, with my performance this weekend. Or did we just want to jump into the little, like, argument that we... No, no, let's set it up. Here okay. we are. We're out at uh, Iron Amos yep. at Tacoma Sportsman's Club in, of all places, Tacoma. Tacoma. It is a good shoot, historically. Uh, it's one of their bigger shoots of the year. Historically. What did I say? No, you said it right. I was just emphasizing historically. Oh, historically. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Very mm-hmm. good. Um... And so let's get in. I mean, first, what did you? What were your overall impressions of the shoot? Okay. Well, Saturday obviously is t- talk about whether Saturday was a better day. It was beautiful. Today was kind of, eh. It was a typical Washington weather day as far as like overcast skies. You know, it wasn't great weather, slight breeze. So uh, I don't know how much that played a, a factor into shooting or whatever. But I definitely shot better today than I did yesterday. Can't say that. Forty targets yesterday. It always feels like kind of a stretch. Yeah, you know, true. forty targets. You get to those last ten, you're like, eh, eh. <laughs> kind of tired of standing out here. Right. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you know nothing about I, because you bailed I on target twenty three. I had to bail, uh, you know, because I had to take my daughter to her overnight with a friend, and that I wish is the world could see the air quotes. Right, had to leave. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> If, if 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 I had paid to be here for one and the the scorecard was required you know to make the podium uh, or to even be considered for awards then we would have stayed yeah but neither of those were a factor so we bounced because I, I we had already made some prearrangements with a friend of the family to you know for yeah, her to, yeah. to crash so um, is what it is now uh Having said that, I'm a little glad I didn't have to shoot all 40 targets yesterday. <laughs> I was running low on some arrows. Yeah, you were having a rough day yesterday. I, I was ready to quit archery yesterday. <laughs> well, the very first... Now, TSC is known, you know, for, for putting on a little bit more difficult shoot. Uh, and they typically accomplish this by putting a small target at a longer distance. Perceived a longer distance. Yeah, I mean, because if you had that monster elk at 35, and then you go to the next target and it's a squirrel at 35, that squirrel looks like it's at 50. Yep. Absolutely. And they're really good at going from what we call hallway shots, you know, where you're like on a path down through the woods or bush or whatever. And then the next shot's kind of wide open, grassy area where you don't really have that same it tunnel vision. It just messes with your yardage. Right. And since it's an unmarked sport and rangefinders, if you're going to compete for trophies, aren't allowed... You yeah, know, but it's very it's, it makes it difficult. It is it is uh, difficult. I'm not a 
For all those factors, I am not a big unknown yardage fan. However, I do enjoy shooting 3Ds no matter what the game. So it could be, you know, Safari 3D. It could be what we did this weekend. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to want to shoot it. Well, I enjoy shooting my bow. It doesn't really matter what I'm doing. But I, I unlike you, I, I, I prefer unmarked. And I prefer a mark because I think that's where I started. That's where, you know, I kind of cut my teeth, if you will. Uh, and I don't like knowing it's 38 yards and I'm out. Well, that means it was all me. On a unmarked yardage, you can, oh, well, it must have been a few more yards. That's why I'm low or high or whatever, you know. Right. Um. And then moving into today, obviously I did much better, um, but I still need to really work on on learning how to yardage guess, man. Uh, I yeah. mean, because it, like I was telling you, anything past thirty, and I'm just like all over the place. Now, my left and right is pretty solid, no matter what the distance is. Uh, but it, it just my yardage past thirty, it's whatever yeah it's most likely in the dark. gonna be an eight or a five because i just have a hard time putting it in the 10 yeah i've noticed that and like you say most of your left and right your windage is good it's just oops a little tall a little short a little tall a little short yeah i've been short all my life so it's not new uh, well, i will say you know i enjoyed the shoot thanks for asking um <laughs> because i like the challenges i thought the layout was good but i do have some serious concerns you know um of course our viewers can't see the layout but there's one section uh, on day one that you're looking at your target and about oh i don't know 200 yards behind your target some dude's front porch yeah there were a couple of shots where the difference between perceived safety and actual safety are definitely blurred mm -hmm. because now granted they don't have a lot of room around here but oh yes they do i mean let like then just don't do 40 yards or 40 targets there you go 35 do, do and 30 35 targets. instead yeah. of 30 and 40 you don't need 30 and 40 you don't I mean, first of all, most people are feeling tired by the end of the day on 40 anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, I like a 30 and 30 more, you know. Yeah. And if you're really hankering to shoot that many targets, then shoot 20 on Friday that don't count for anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. So when you walk past that perceived safety issue, uh, there was the next target you're on, your you shoot that target and then when you walk around to pull your to shoot and pull your arrows from the next target in line so target 37 and then 38 when you're pulling from 38 you are within the fan the 25 degree fan of the shooters at 37 mm -hmm. so i felt that that was ridiculous and you know could have been easily remedied but yeah you're looking at other archers while you're drawing down on your target i didn't 
I didn't like that at all. Yeah, uh, there, there are definitely those um, issues for sure. And I don't know how you change the culture uh, within the archery um, board that runs the shoots. Like what that looks like or how that would even happen so that you could have those changes actually come to fruition that would you know be i would always just rather err on the side of safety um so who cares if you're shooting 30 targets instead of 40 if safety is and should be more paramount then i'll shoot 10 less targets i don't care yeah. whatever no i agree i think safety should always be paramount um that being said i will say that what you, what you mentioned, perceived danger versus actual danger, is a real thing. Uh, every shoot that I've set up, because I've set up quite a few um, 3D shoots. Right. They all looked safe to me when I set them up. Right. You know, I didn't see any problem. We safety shot them, which means, you know, after everything was done, you went out in a group and you shot it just to make sure, you know, that it seemed safe. Um, and and uh, things were brought to my attention and said, well, hey, this is not we found this to be unsafe. Right. Maybe one person might be a dozen people. So again, it's, it's what the shooter's comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, like I'd be you know. okay with standing on a ladder 10 feet up and shooting at something, but that doesn't make it safe. <laughs> right. Well, that's why we, you know, we, and... <laughs> we were lamenting on the course, uh, out there. They have a shot where you're on a, uh, like a power line road or a sewer road rather. And you're, you're looking down this little hill and they've got, a platform built off the side of the hill. And when you get out to the end of the platform, you're up 30, 40 feet. Right. You know, we never use it. And we were lamenting, oh man, that's too bad. I would have loved to have like a simulated tree stand in this. In yeah. But to your point, some people don't feel safe. Other people don't shoot. They don't hunt. This is a, this is a sport for them only. They don't, you know, so they, they don't like leaning out over the edge of a beam, you know, to get your shot. It's not... So you got to accommodate all of your shooters, not just those of us who want to get a little buck wild. Well, then have a different shoot. You okay. know what I mean? Like, you have a shoot that's set up for hunting. Yeah. And you have a shoot that's set up for target. Well, that's their... And they're shooting the same, like, 3D, but, like, you could have... Because I would love to shoot that little, like, platform thing. You know, but if 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 the reason why they're not including it is because somebody complained about having to lean, well, then have an entirely different shoot for those people who are scared of leaning. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm like, uh, uh, he, he, here's what I'm saying. For me, if I'm going to a 3D shoot to try and uh, grab some experience, pretend or otherwise, to try and improve my ability as a hunter. Then I want that experience to, to be as close to, we'll just say, quote unquote, real as possible. And some of those real life situations would be shooting from your knees yeah. or leaning over, well, you know, your tree stand to, to shoot something. You no, I saying? agree. I think that I think that you have a couple considerations here. You know, of course, you have general safety. The people aren't comfortable doing it. They're doing it anyway. They're more prone to get injured. Uh, I think that. They have, you know, most clubs have either an extreme shoot or a hunting-only type shoot. In this club's case, it is the wire shoot. 
where they make the targets very dirty. I mean, behind it, mostly obscured by tree or brush. Some of the targets you have to, you have to kneel or you have to take a huge step out from, you know, leaving one foot on the stake and stepping way out to the side and leaning just to get a visual of the target. Hmm. Um, and so they have those for the hunters and you don't see a lot of freestyle guys show up to that event, you know? Right. Um, it's not tailored to them. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's just, all in all, I, I, like, it's hard for me to, to, to say anything bad about any 3D event because it's a 3D event, and right. I like shooting 3D events. However, <laughs> I will say this. We mentioned the word historically because I can remember the first time I shot Iron Amos. There was like four or five movers. Yeah. There was one mover this weekend. Mm-hmm. And the Iron Amos itself. Like, those were the two cool shots. I yeah. felt like we really missed out on the true essence of an Iron Amos this weekend. It just felt like another shoot. It didn't feel special. Yeah, I see what you're saying, definitely. I mean, the the, the bonus targets they had were just, you know, they put a little tiny dinky squirrel at 38, 40 yards, you know, and that's not, you know, and it's fun. It's a good challenge. You was know. it 38? Because you did miss it. I did. I, I shot it for 40, and I was about... <laughs> three inches high trust me it was 38 yards yeah i'm not bitter about that 20 points that i lost right there no no, no i mean it cost you a award well that mm. not being flighted yeah that i get it it's one of the rules but i've just never seen it enforced here so i was a little surprised but i feel like that's the so i've never that's never been a concern for me right okay being flighted i don't really care and i didn't thought i didn't think it was a big deal i realized it was a rule that yeah. if you didn't shoot with your flight on the second day you could be disqualified i to me i'm over here thinking why you didn't cheat you just didn't shoot with that group well i i'm torn on it as well but the the idea being that when you shoot when you turn in a scorecard and say hey listen i'm one of the top shooters out here it's okay. like a make it, prove it sort of a thing. Kind of, yeah. You're going to go shoot with everybody else who said they were top shooters. Got it. Knowing that you're going to have to shoot with them keeps some people honest. Now, I personally don't have that problem. I shoot what I shoot, and if I have a great day, great. If I have a crap day, well, I had a crap day, you know. And so when we showed up here on time. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. And they had already set everyone out upon the course. We really didn't have much choice but to start at target one and go. Right. So my only gripe is not that I shouldn't be disqualified for not shooting with my group. It's that I wasn't fairly opted out of my group. You see what I'm saying? I wasn't, you know, I showed up on time for the event and you had already sent out the cards and sent the people out. Well, now we'll have to go back and look at this, or maybe you can bring it up on your phone. What does the Iron Amos flyer say for the Sunday start time? Does it say, you know, meeting at 8, you know, shotgun start at 8.30, which would be like a half hour earlier than what you were told. And it, it would be one thing if, if it was like, oh, well, David said. Well, no, there were a couple other people that actually volunteered their hours here that said the same thing you said. That it was a shotgun, like uh, uh, archer meeting at 8.30 and shotgun start at 9. So according to the flyer, 
Sunday, shotgun start at 9 a.m., shooters meeting at 8.30. That's according to the flyer. Correct. Okay, so yeah. Which so, is, at the end of the day, yeah. the written word on the matter. So Exactly. So, I mean. Now, like I said, now, I want to clarify here because we're rambling and we're getting our own emotions in the mix here. I am not upset that I got DQ'd. I did not shoot with my flight. Therefore, I cannot compete for trophies with my group. That's okay with me. Okay, I know the people that were in the group. They know me. It's fine. Like, it's just none of us have any animosity there. My problem is we were told and the flyer states to be here at 830 and they held the meeting early. They held it early and sent everyone out. And that is why I wasn't in. So I was DQ'd. Right. And I feel that that. And let's face it, we're shooting this event free. We, we kind of alluded to that earlier. Yep. Because the last event we came here, we registered at 10. Registration closes at 11. Mm-hmm. Scorecards in by 3. Right. At we were... 1 o'clock, they yeah. start pulling targets. I got two hours left, and you start pulling down targets. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess we're... we're <laughs> we may be looking for things to pick at at this club right now, so... It's not really looking. The things are there. I mean, I, I, I've... I'm not looking for anything. I'm just, I'm not looking for a handout for, you know, to shoot the next shoot free or anything no. like that. It's just if if you're going to talk about anything in a retrospective situation, like what we're doing right now, where you're looking back and you're saying, "Okay, what were the pros and what were the cons?" Then you need to be fair and honest about what the pros are that you've seen and what the cons are that you've seen. Here's a pro. I really feel like at the end of the day, uh, the folks involved do try really hard to be fair. Though the lead up is not always the same as the end conclusion, uh, nevertheless, um, I I feel like they try. And trying is really important to me. It is. And I know that the people here, you know, they put on a, you know, they put on a good shoot. We have our gripes about a few things, but they put on a good shoot. It's safe for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a good length. It's a really long course, which I like. You know, it helps oh, keep you it from... definitely get your steps in. Yeah, <laughs> get your steps in. And you don't bunch up as much. They have some creative areas, shooting lanes, some things that kind of play with your yardage guessing. Uh, you know, when they have them out, they've got some really cool movers and runners and, you know, things that you don't see a lot. There's a ton of really good stuff about the shoot, so... Yeah, we are compare. We all are. We are also comparing COVID standards right now to previous events where it was bigger. There were more people. There were door prizes, raffles. There were. You yeah, know. it's really weird not to have any door prizes. Yeah, it makes you just stop and think. Like, if I'm a guy, because this was me, and it still kind of is. I pay for uh, to to play the whole weekend. With mm-hmm. the idea that my scorecards are going to put me into potentially a raffle for a cool prize at the end of the weekend. Sure. Or I'm going to get a door prize at the end of the weekend, which was the situation pre-COVID. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, you know, the economic situation has changed. COVID, blah, blah, blah. No door prizes. I'm no barely a raffle today. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a cool raffle, though. It was a cool raffle. I wanted that thing, but I didn't put any money what was in it? It was a 3D target. It was a like a, a boar. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I will say this though, 
of all the things from this weekend, the coolest thing by far was seeing Emma 10X a moving target. Yup. That was pretty cool. And she didn't do it just once. She shot that beaver and 10X'd it yesterday. She 10X'd the turkey yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that was really cool. Those aren't easy shots to make. Um, She did really well. She did. She shot phenomenal. Pulled down a trophy, too. She did. Mm -hmm. What uh, I believe that was... Well, we have a guest with us today. Why don't you tell us? What did you shoot there, kiddo? I got... I won first prize. You won first place? Yeah. Awesome. And she got one of the old school uh, metal targets. Yeah. Um, apparently you, you can tell it's old days, school. But <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of surprised they didn't repaint that or pull out the target look. Anyway, uh, for our audiences that can't see what I'm doing, it's a metal target in the shape of a big arrowhead. It's about what's that's about Seven, eight inches. Eight inches. Eight inches from here to top here. to bottom. Yep. Probably you about know. five inches across. And it's got a big, gnarly-looking warthog on it. That's laser cut into it. Yep. And so it's pretty cool. It's it's really nice. There's a you know. It's supposed to pop out a little bit more. Yeah. You know, like that. They're stiff. Yeah. But it is really cool. I don't have one. You don't have any of these? Mm-mm. Seriously. I've never made a podium. I got a wall full. You can have one. That's not how it works, David. <laughs> That's not how it works. I'll pay you later. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of you, kiddo. You did a really good job. And uh, you stuck it out, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The end of 30 targets today has only shown me that I need to shoot more. Right. <laughs> There's a couple of times I was drawing the bow back like, oh, jeez. <sighs> yeah. They get out there around target, you know, between the two days. By the end of the day, you're on target 60, 65, and it's like. It's getting a little hard to hold this thing up and be really steady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I know that. Uh, I know that today I was kind of riding a bit of a high from yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. I shot phenomenal. I <laughs> haven't just lights out for me. It's not to say I didn't have any shots that weren't. You know, I had what I had. Out of forty targets, I had one five seven eights, and the rest were tens or x's you know yeah so what is that 30 31 i wasn't paying attention to your score i was i was too busy looking for my arrows yeah there's a few zeros on there yeah you know 10 bucks a piece you just add a one to that zero it's 10 comes up real quick (laughs) yeah that's a running joke we didn't actually do that but you know and i'll say man for you your very first arrow right underneath the buck. Yeah, target one yesterday. To have mean? a zero on target one is so just deflating. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to come back from that. Yeah, I was just like, what? Yeah. Is it really further than that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really 35 yards. Oh, yeah, was... okay. I thought it was like 30. You should have a 35. That's, yeah, you're still low. Was it 40? Yeah, I put everything at on 40 the first on one? Yep. Okay, we'll see. Thirty nine. I, I don't even remember it correctly. Now remember, <laughs> now, I remember we keep laughing about this joke, and you know, because you know, we won't discuss the yardage of a target until after we've shot it, right? And we're walking up to it. Mm-hmm. But I shoot fixed pins, point one nines. So really, if I tell you it's forty, it's anywhere from thirty eight to forty two. Yeah. 
You know, because I don't know where the blurry pin was sitting. Yeah, and that's if you got a solid hold. Right. It could be anywhere from 37 to 43. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. If you float around a little bit. Yeah. I mean, so I, I might be aiming for 40, and muscle memory says, well, we're just going to shy off a little bit. You hit it 38 and go, well, it must have been 40. Yeah, exactly. So, But now you're shooting a fixed pin with a... With a... I shoot a slider. That's what you call it. Oh, is that is that what you fancy people call it? That's what us fancy people call it. I call it single pin. It's a slider. Whatever. Uh, it's yeah. not a fixed pin. Yours is a fixed pin. Mine's a fixed you, pin. Your pins yeah. don't move. So you can dial in like you want to shoot thirty-seven yards. You put it on thirty-seven yards. If my tape, yeah, if my tape was accurate enough, if I had like the Excel, t- uh, uh, what's what's the? Yeah, your little whiteout dabs on the side of your thing mm-hmm. don't really seem to be all that. No, I dialed. I did that. I did that for a couple of reasons. One, I kind of like it. Nobody can look at my tape and I don't even have a tape. <laughs> Nobody can look at my site and go, uh, he shot 35 on the last one. Because <laughs> you don't know low. what my top pin is. Yeah. You don't know what my top dot, top dot is set at. Right. Well, and there, you know, it's interesting because you would assume that your top pin's always 20, but there's a lot of shooters that, you know, they shoot on the fives. Yeah, you, you shoot on the fives or like uh, a fixed pin guy might start his top pin at 30. Uh, they call it a slider. No, you don't. So, uh, I had like uh, target guys, dudes with sliders, from what I can tell mostly, their top pin is 20. Yeah. If they have multiple pins. If they just have one pin, then when it's maxed out, it's 20. And then they work their way down from there. When I had a fixed pin, I had like a five pin true glow. My top pin could be a 20, or sometimes I had sighted it in at 30 and went 30, 40, 50. If I knew I was going to be hunting in an area where it was more open mm-hmm. and I was less likely to have like a shot at 20 yards, then it's like, why set it up for 20? Because most likely I'm going to have a shot at like 50. So then I need to make sure I have the bandwidth within my scope, you know, when I'm shooting. To, to have that shot. Yeah. Anyway. What did you think of the shoot, Emma? I think it was fun. What did you like about it? Um, I think my favorite part was the moving beaver. That was really fun. I like the pop-up targets. They're fun. They are fun. The mover targets are, like, my favorite. It's half the reason I go to special shoots. Mm-hmm. Just to see something different than a bale of hay. You know? Agreed. All right. Well, I think we've recapped pretty much everything. The only thing I did want to say, just to kind of go back to where we were and end on a totally negative note. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> who was the guy that won first? No idea. I, I have no idea. And I find it interesting. I'm not saying he didn't shoot what he said he shot, but I did find it a little interesting that he took three arrows on the Iron Amos. Yeah. Said himself he shot two mulligans on the Iron Amos. And that, then... That 20 is not that and then, and then, And then shot the 20 because he couldn't get the 30. Well, I guess the 30 is hard to hit. If you were running two at 30, but... I kind of feel that if... I don't know. I don't want to say... Yeah, so, but what, what I'm saying, though, is, is like, what? You ran two mulligans on the Iron... And then shot, and then you basically you clean the whole rest of the course. You'd have to shoot at least a ten on every target after that. 
Yeah. Or it, even before it to get first place in my mind. Yeah. Well, now are we 100% sure that he's the one that did the blowing the mulligans or because he was in the same group? Yeah, that's the, that's the same guy. You sure? Same guy. Same guy. Well, good for him. You know, I mean, this is a this is a sport where, you know, the only reason we bring this up is because when you're you do these all the time, you go to all the events, you you see the same people. It's typically the same group of individuals, you know, in the top flight, right? Right. I mean, it, like, yes. You, so all of a sudden, there's somebody going. new, and you're yeah. like, "Huh? Like, Anybody man, know this guy? Where did really he come good. from?" Yeah. But I hope you know. I, I, I you know, I give him the benefit of the doubt. A guy shot a great day. You know, how many times have you or I had a great day, and people looked at us and like, "I've never made a podium." Oh. So I mean, I could have had my best day ever. I've never made a podium. Well, I've podium before and literally had a guy who was shooting with me call me out for pencil pushing or cheating because there's no way. Was I there with you that day? I don't know. I don't think so. No, because it was me and Tate. Oh. Um, but, yeah, we shot and it, the on that shoot it was, um, there was a bonus target and it was not marked. It, there was no stake for it. So it was just some random deer out in the woods. And if you spotted it, you could shoot at it four points on your scorecard if you paid an extra two or three or four dollars, whatever it was, at registration for this extra ten points. Right? Wow. So we ran this course with this guy, and I, you know, he didn't pay for the deer, so and I shot a ten on it, so there's ten points right there. He dirt napped an arrow. That's oh, well, zero. That's, that's, that's ten, points, 10 right points right there. I beat him by like twenty six points. Well, there you go. That's, well, that's the two know, things right there. Right, but then he stands in front of the entire group of my peers and goes, "You pushed a pencil, I think. I think you cheat me." What? Uh. So no, I I am I am hesitant to ever say anyone. So I'm give it to him. But I would what I will say is no. I just thought it didn't add up in my mind. I like I, I, the guy could have shot clean. The whole mm-hmm. time. I just find it weird that someone who's capable of shooting close to clean. And what, I, let me just be clear. When I say clean, in my mind, what clean is, is 10 or better. Right. That's clean. Because then you're shooting the bare minimum, which is the max. Well, so 30 targets, that's 300. When you're shooting in a group like bow hunter freestyle or freestyle, mm-hmm. right, you're oftentimes going to be shooting with guys who know what they're doing and are capable of putting up higher scores would you score me yeah i don't want to talk about it you today you scored a 290 i'm gonna put it out there and the reason why i put it out there is because what did second place score Uh, 290 290 yep Yep. yeah he would have beat you on x's right yeah he had one more x and you guys are both seasoned shooters yeah okay so this guy who, in my mind, would then be on the same level as the two of you. Yeah. Shot better, but couldn't shoot the right. Iron Amos without breaking two arrows. Right. It took him three tries. You to see get, what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. That, to me, didn't make up make it, make it any sense. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he did, and maybe he's just scared of steel. That's whatever. Um, that could be. I, yeah. I'm, I'm just... It's a hard shot. I so. just thought it was weird and didn't add up in my head, so... I don't know the guy. Maybe he did shoot like lights out. I didn't shoot with him. I don't know, but I just thought it was weird. Maybe we'll make it a point to shoot with him next time we see him. I would love to shoot with him because yeah. if he shoots that good, maybe I'll get some pointers. 
See, that's one of the things. Okay, so we were talking about getting flighted and shooting the group and not. And for me personally, I like shooting with my flighted group mm-hmm. because it gives me the nerves. Sure. Right? Yeah, it, yeah, put, yeah. it puts that pressure back on you. Because when I'm shooting with you or any of my other buddies that I shoot with frequently, it's we're just out BS and we're competing against each other. Oh, right? I see what you're saying. There's no pressure. No, there's, there's yeah. no competition because no you're going to beat me. I no, got that's it. not. Okay. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like. He's you, a newbie you, still. You compete to the level of your competition. Yeah. So if you get flighted with the guys that shot your score or better. Maybe that's why you shot 290 today. When you go in up against them throughout the day, I've done it many, many, many times. Every single shot, I have to be on point. Every single shot has to be good. You right. know, There cannot be an oops moment because they'll start eking two points here, two points there, and they'll leave you in the dust. Sure. So I, I appreciate the shooting against um, people that shoot what you shoot. And that doesn't matter if it's the top flight or the bottom flight. If it's people that shoot as good or just a little bit better than you, that's the group you want to shoot with. Sure. And if you outgrow them, go to the next one and be at the bottom again. Yeah. Because that way you've always got something to strive for. Yeah. I agree. And on that note, I think we should uh, end it. What just do you, like that. No what, segues, no outros, just I'm <laughs> done. What do you what do you think we should talk about next week? Right, we just finished griping about TSC. I think we have to finish the bow reviews. Oh yeah. We haven't talked about bear. Dude, nobody cares. Or Hoyt. I'm pretty sure somebody cares. Yeah, probably. I'm being a negative so, Nancy. Yeah, no, let's finish that up and then hear um, our, our mild review on on right. bows that we barely know about. You think we should actually do a little <laughs> research this time or Maybe. just wing it? Yeah. All right, man. Sounds All right. good. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. All right. Peace out. And there you have it, folks. Another episode concludes. For more cool entertainment, subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on Instagram. Be sure to give us a like and a share. If you're looking to contact us directly, we can always be reached by email. TheRuggedArts at Yahoo.com Be sure to tune in next week. But for now, this is Dustin and Dave. And remember, hunt hard, hunt smart, and be safe.